8.47. This week in our Science and Technology Roundup, a sperm whale killed by trying to digest plastic pollution. You may have caught the BBC headlines earlier when they were talking about developing enzymes to actually rid the oceans of plastic, but it's a battle that's being fought and at the moment lost, you'd have to say. And, and that tragic defeat uh, is very much highlighted by these kinds of incidents that I just referred to. But also why the Pope blessed a race car last week. You can find out more about that. Uh, but we start with climate change slowly um, moving around the uh, entire oceans, in fact, slowing their movement. Mark Zastro, science journalist, is with us for more. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. I mean, literally slowly moving because currents are potentially being impacted by climate change. So that the, the race against time there is also apparently uh, looking ever perilous. That's right. We're talking about the the circulation of basically entire oceans. Uh, in this case, for this research, they were looking at the currents in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, collectively, we refer to them as the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation. It's not a, a single current. It's the set of currents that brings warm water up from the equator, north through the Caribbean to Europe. So that includes the, the famous Gulf Stream. Uh, and it sends cold water, right? That water cools in the Arctic at higher latitudes, and then it's sent back down south through the middle of the ocean. So this huge sort of conveyor belt of water is really transferring heat from the equator up to higher latitudes. So that warm water warms the air. That's what gives Europe its relatively warm climate. And any change to that set of currents, any change to that flow of warm water can have very dramatic dramatic effects on the climate, on ecosystems, uh, on, on fisheries. Uh, and if it were to stop completely, which we know that it has at other times in the Earth's history, uh, that is one of the potentially, potentially scariest effects of the climate change that we're facing today. It's, uh, that's one of those tipping points that we're, that we're so worried about. Mm. It, it does certainly dress up for us the perilous nature of this uh, situation facing us with climate change. But what's this new research? Does it tell us how the currents are actually doing now? Right. So uh, it's actually a pair of studies. And one of them was looking at, at sea temperatures and climate models. Another was tracing the history of these currents by looking at sort of the archaeological record, the, the, the paleo record from the seafloor. Basically, they took core samples off the, from the seabed off the coast of North Carolina, and they looked at the size of the grains of sand. Because if you see bigger grains of sand brought to that location at a certain you know, geological layer, uh, that means that the, the currents were stronger at that point in time. So both of these studies, you know, looking at the, the, the recent history, found that Atlantic currents have been slowing down over the past 150 years. And it's actually weaker now than it has been in over a millennium. Uh, the first study actually found that the current strength has decreased uh, by 15% just in the last 70 years or so. Uh, so that's a huge difference in a very short period of time. It's almost the equivalent of 15 Amazon rivers. Uh, so both of these uh, studies were, of course, using different methods. So there's a little bit of room for interpretation here. But you know, looking at either one, it's not good news. Some scientists fear that this is more evidence that we're already hurtling toward this tipping point. Do we know why this would be happening? How is the climate actually making the circulation slower? Uh, well, in terms of why this is happening, you know, one of the main ways this could be happening is that the, the melting ice sheet 
on Greenland is actually feeding cold, fresh water uh, into these currents and kind of slowing it down because it will, the fresh water will tend to sit on top of the ocean surface and that effectively slows down this whole conveyor belt. Makes sense. And keeping on the topic of oceans, we're of course not only concerned with their circulation, but also growing levels of pollution affecting lots of different life forms directly, but therefore also getting into our food and drink supply as well. So comes all around, full That's right. circle. Affecting many, many forms of life on our planet. But one large, very sad reminder of that early this month. That's right. Um, back in February, there was a uh, sperm whale carcass that washed up on a beach in southeastern Spain. Uh, it was 10 meters long, so not actually that big, a, a juvenile sperm whale. But what was remarkable was that when scientists performed an autopsy, they found it had been killed by 30 kilograms of plastic uh, trash in its digestive system. So it was clogging its stomach and intestines, and it couldn't digest it. Uh, local officials announced the results of this analysis earlier this month in order to raise awareness about p- plastic pollution. Uh, it's not the first known case of of whales actually uh, being found with uh, to have to have died from uh, trash in their digestive systems. Uh, obviously, it's something that we're worried that uh, you know could become more and more common. Well, we talk about being cautious when you're offered a plastic bag or, or any number of plastic products on a daily basis. I think. Mm. Coming back to our landlocked comparison with the seals being born at uh, Salt Grand Park, I, I mentioned earlier it was kind of strange to talk about marine animals being born in the middle of Seoul. For the mm. same reason, we might um, intuitively think, well, how, how can my plastic pollution in Seoul affect the oceans? Sure. Well, it, you know, it's not uh, just the oceans. It goes right into rivers. We are, we're seeing more and more microplastic pollution, for instance, being found in urban rivers, and of course, that goes into the ocean. Exactly right. We are also, uh, you know, seeing microplastic being found even in bottled water. A recent study uh, found concentrations of microplastics in brands of bottled water all around the world. They're not even actually sure how it got in there, but they think it may be uh, when you break that plastic seal, that tiny particles of plastic snap off and fall into your water, which you then digest. So it's a uh, can. Of course, because plastics do not break down, it's a a very concerning uh, issue across all ecosystems on the planet. Well, sustainability and the environment are topics we know are close to the heart of Pope Francis. And that allows us to move into another story. His Holiness blessing a race car. You might think, well, after Ferrari's upturn in form, maybe it was was, uh, a Ferrari Formula One car. But no, it was uh, an electric race car. That's right. Uh, This past Saturday, the fully electric racing series, Formula E, actually staged a race on the streets of Rome. And on the Thursday before the race, uh, many of the series' teams and its drivers were granted a papal audience where, yes, Pope Francis did indeed bless one of the Formula E race cars. Although, perhaps in the name of fairness, it was a demonstration car. It wasn't actually one of the competitors' cars. Mm. Uh, Now, of course, the the cars of Formula E, they look much like the open-wheel single-seaters in Formula One. Uh, not quite as fast. Uh, they are entirely electric, but they do reach a top speed of 225 kilometers per hour. So they uh, they put on some you know, really interesting, uh, pretty entertaining, action-packed races. And of course, this is coming at a time when many places around the world 
are finding racing series like Formula One to be unsustainable, you know, including here in Korea, down in Mokpo, the track that is no longer used. But many of the world's great cities are opening their streets up to Formula E. So we have Paris, uh, New York, and Hong Kong, and, and now Rome. It was um, the British driver Sam Bird, who I used to know quite well, actually, in, in Britain, um, who won the race. But uh, the fact that the drivers are not household names in that series, I think, tells us what, what needs to happen next. Some big stars need to move into that series. Well, maybe we'll see that sooner rather than later. I mean, who knows who, you know, whether Fernando Alonso perhaps may be looking to move sideways exactly. into a new series. Who knows, maybe Lewis Hamilton would fancy a break from F1 right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Probably very did. much, Mark Zastro. I know you're a big motor racing fan. For those who are not, um, well, do get involved. It looks like an exciting season so far in the new F1 season. Um, Mark Zastro, science journalist.